0: You are now listening to the mind of John. My thoughts invade your thoughts don't necessarily reflect the views of Spotify. Your discretion to the boundaries of the imagination are advised. Care to share which we dare? Just click the link in the description and hit reply or voice your thoughts and now John. Hey guys, this is John Podcast. My name is John. This is episode number six. Today's podcast is brought to you, of course, by Anchor, which is the way that this is actually made possible. Currently being distributed across Spotify, and now it's been released to all podcast systems. So if you're joining us for the very first time, there are multiple episodes you can choose from to listen. You can easily participate by going to xanus.com. Again, that's x a n i s . m e. Simply click the link to send his voicemail or click on the top of the page and click on the word topic to pick for the podcast you wish to reply to, and you might find that your next response is added into your next cast. Simple. Welcome. Today's episode is basically going to be labeled Daily Driver. Daily Driver falls into a device that you use on a day-to-day basis. It can be from your phone. Your computer and/or desktop. Most of us use day-to-day activities such as our cell phones because it's something that we have with us at all given times throughout the day. Cell phones become portable computers because they can do just about everything and more. In most cases, process information maybe really even faster than your standard computer. So a lot has completely changed for that. together. I started with an LG K51 but my set name, his Android, known as a Motorola X, which has a stylus built right into it. It's a nice phone, it's very fast, and general needs has a lot of sufficient memory. I mainly use it for all my uh, creations, which I use here on uh, Xanist.me, but also on TikTok slash YouTube. using a product called Plotagon. It currently is only designed to work on Android and, of course, uh, iOS. And because of those limitations, the only way to use it on, say, a computer, such as a Linux-based system, is the ability to share the screen in debug mode of USB and basically control everything on my machine. So as you probably have guessed, no are using Windows 10. My computer, which was granted to me by my family, is a, of a sync pad. It's an older model, but it does the job right. When it came and arrived, it was running Windows 10, which it started was not a really a huge fan of because a lot of us were forced from Windows 7 to 10 without consent. A lot of us were forced to update. That, you know feeling stayed state would be for a long time, and when Windows 11 came out, I realized I was in trouble, because my machine would not handle the needs of 11. Even though it has TPM capabilities built on board, it is using a much older model based on those designs. Anyways, so where we come to this point, I decided early on that I wasn't going to stick around with Windows. I needed something that was more... Trusting, flowing faster, less heavy on resources. So the magic response was Linux. Of course, the trick was going from a Windows based system to, to Linux. What was the best distro for me? Now, with limited RAM, obviously I don't need a lot of flash activities. So I started off with Fedora. Fedora is a wonderful product. It, of course, was easy to use, and at first it was my go to choice because of my uh, ongoing needs. But I quickly found out along the way that periodically, use it did lock up time to time and freeze. Um, that became problematic. So I was like, Well, I guess I'm not using Fedora. So then I gave Pop! OS a shot. Strangely enough, Pop! OS was a perfect matchup for me. I no longer locked up. The Intel video driver known as Intel uh, graphics on board was more accepting of Pop! OS. And of course, once you get the hang of sudo commands, apt, allows you to acquire apps in a very fashionable uh, manner. And of course, you have the uh, two main stores, which is easy to much learn along the way. Flatpaks are what are built in directly into Pop! OS, which can also take advantage of Conical's snapped SNAPD. Using this, you're able to easily install applications. In both ways, the GUI that's on board inside the Pop! OS store basically is imitating what Flatpak does. It is pulling the install from that secure source and safely installing it into your distro we'll be right back in just a moment now as we further go through the whole process at this point there are a variety of ways that you can make your ongoing applications work. Now, through the magic of companies like Steam, they were able to come up with a process that allowed Windows applications for games even to operate. Almost smoother than Windows itself, using an open source process of video drivers, be being one of them. magic array of new ways that started open pipeline. games started to take off. And the Steam deck is basically the engine that made all that possible. Because more and more love has been shown into that product, and more people are finding ways to use it, myself included. So, early on, I realized, okay, so there are some games that I like in Steam. But there were some older games that I wanted to find a way to play even though they were not for my system. So I started, you know, experimenting with another product that's um, pushed along the same ways. That's called Bottles. Bottles has the ability to mimic the Windows dependencies. And through it, I figured out that I was able to use a launcher called Big Fish Games. So BFG was strictly designed, very beginning, to work only on Windows and Mac. It was never ported over to Linux. And because of that, they missed out on that opportunity. That was until recently. So I made the discovery that this this particular ability, both in Steam, and in bottles would allow the application to actually install and open in a simulated version of Windows. And in doing so, sure enough, the application opened and it allowed me to search for games. Now remember what I said, I'm using an older version of Lenovo TigPad. So because of it the video drivers are a little bit older because of the hardware that's on the board. So I found that there were some minor limitations to, say, older games that probably didn't have the driver that I was using in order for it to be supported. So something like the Scruffs or uh, Luxor or even uh, Zoom? No, Zoom over The Another one. So that's and some hidden search games were kind of laggy and non-responsive. And when I saw that, I realized, oh, okay, so much as I want to use those two more games, those were out. But ones that actually did fairly well was Gate West, and, of course, Gibby's. These games loaded pretty much with ease and fully operational. So they were using the open drivers that were already in the market and fully adaptable. So, things like this, I started sharing with the community on on Twitter and say, hey, let me say no. This feature actually is also supported within Steam and or models. And I showed screenshots and a video that it was an open operational ability. Now, of course, never got a response from Big Fish Games, but to prove that it actually did work, I actually bought two games inside the client and registered as a said user and wrote them, hey, I'm a Linux user, and I just bought two of your games, and they are working perfectly. So I even got a response from that. But, you know, Whatever. It works. The point here is as a daily driver, normally you're able to do everything that a Windows user can do. Using your browser, you can pay your bills, stream, do as you wish. You word process it, no problem. If you need to use uh, Microsoft Office, you can physically install the whole version if you so desire. But if you prefer you could also use LibreOffice, OpenOffice or any other option of word processing that works for you. So there really is no physical boundary of limits to what I can and cannot do. And when I started figuring this out, I started finding that I was liking the ability of using my Linux or day to day and finding myself playing doing more than I was when I was a standard Windows user. Now, I'm not saying Windows is wrong. I'm just saying that it did not work for me anymore. Now, that being said, my family is a colorful array of systems in my house. We have one, two, three Roku devices running simultaneously. We have uh, a Google Chrome cast and a Google TV. We have Android TV. We have one, two... two Apple products, which includes a, uh, MacBook, uh, an iPhone, and I believe even an iPad Mini, which I think has been abandoned because it's too out of date, and even Apple doesn't want to support it at this point in time. And then, of course... Everyone in the house has an Android device, except for my son. He's the one that's Apple-based. That would be Ethan. He's the one that actually started the podcast. And, of course, that also means that there are one, two, three Windows devices that are running Windows 10, and one touchscreen HP that is running Windows 11. So, as I said, wide variety. And then, of course, two devices are currently running Pop OS, mine and my son's uh, notebook. He wanted to put Mac OS on it, but it was non-responsive to the image. <laughs> Even under Hackintosh, that was a known. Really, as a reminder, however way you get to the engine, it's acceptable. It's all basically the same process. We're just getting there a little bit differently. So we're all wrapped up in a different ribbon. And a button. But it's really the same. I know. We all fight. Ridiculously. This distro is better than the other. Windows versus... Mac versus Windows. BSD versus Linux. Ugh. <laughs> The list goes on and on and on and on. As long as you're using a browser that's supported by the internet, you can connect. As long as you're using some kind of word processor that's compatible with the other due to its openness, we're able to share compatibility mode. This goes on. So it's a matter of time before people accept what you use or it just starts with more questions. As I said, my daily driver is Pop! OS. Pop! My pad. It works for me. And it's something exciting and easy to adapt. something new to learn every day. I have all the same tools that I did as Windows except I'm using way less resources. And since everything can be installed from the terminal command, I can use the GUI or terminal to pull its updates. Granted, Windows has always had a type command terminal to begin with, but it wasn't adaptable until WSL came into the picture, which is their version of Linux within Windows. And I applaud them for trying. It is something of great importance to the community as a whole, to bring both communities in. And yeah, it's what works for you, it's what drives you, it's what motivates you. How you get this done. Am I saying one's better than the other? No. I'm saying what works for you is what works for I'm saying you might have to play with different systems to find what is going to be the best experience. Kind of like the ongoing conversation that I saw yesterday with Fedor and Papa West. Somebody knew we had acquired a brand new system. And they said, Rubatable. Now I have to figure out how I want to use it. So they were determining which distro they were right. Pop OS naturally, you know, put their feet out there. It wasn't a force, was just an invitation. And then Fedora shortly thereafter put out their feet, indicating, well we know what we would choose, but a of course is completely your decision. And maybe you want to, you know, try around, which we call distro hopping. Until you find the right match, there is a wide variety of distros to pick from, and you could start with one to test the ground to see which one is yours. And then, of course, if you want to safely test additional ones, if you don't want to, you know, hard install it, then you could just use the ability of virtual. And virtual can be done seamless. Now I of course will remind you the same thing I had to learn. Even though you're using virtual to install an operating system or an ability, do remember you are using those resources to make that possible, including hardware, drive space. I forgot that but it's not fully installed I'm only using use it a little bit yeah but you allocated the resource for the application to operate on and as a full of thumb don't use more resources than you have currently available to your own system otherwise there will be a sense of instability to both setups which gives you a negative experience so there you have it find something that works for you And make it work. Simple, easy. And don't be afraid to try it. Just you know, make sure that if you're bouncing around and you decide to f disk or delete the partition, please make sure you backed up your work. Because unless you're in cloud storage everything of importance. This could be a make or break it moment for you, and you. Which could be detrimental to your well-being. Especially if that's your wife's machine. Your spouse's. and you borrow it to play, and you wipe something out critical, you might find yourself being on the couch longer than you anticipated. I learned early on family computer was practically off limits that if I was going to do such a thing, virtual was my only way to go. That way I could never do harm. But I made it a solemn oath to myself. Hey, you know what? Once I actually acquired my own computer, I've blown this thing away loading straight to Linux. And that's exactly what I did. I hope you learned a couple things along the way. Again, the system that I'm using is called Pop! OS. It's easy to locate online through so your favorite search engines. Uh, you can, of course, take full advantage of Fedora projects. And if you need some additional tips and ideas, simply type in the word Linux distros. And there is a variety of websites that you can navigate through to see some screenshots to find the right ISO for you. If you'd like to know more, naturally go to linux.com and they'll put you in the right direction. Once again, my name is John. We thank you again for listening to Easy to John's podcast. We look forward to future recordings with you again. If you wish to uh, intervene and uh, drop us a line, simply go to the website xanis.me and click the link to send us a voicemail if you wish to be uh, included in the next podcast or if you are simply wanting to reply to any of these episodes click the top of the page and click on the word topics pick the episode you wish to reply to and you may hear your response on a future episode thanks again for listening we'll see you next time and oh, yeah. keep yourselves safe and until next time until so we meet again thanks for listening take care guys bye bye